February 4th, 2007. After Devin Hester started the game with a kick return for a touchdown, the Indianapolis Colts, led by Peyton Manning, have gained a substantial lead over Dub Bears, 16-14. Meanwhile, in the downpour hitting Miami, everyone is nervous about how everything could go wrong for this halftime show because of the weather. Except Prince. This is Halftime. gentlemen welcome to halftime the podcast that gives you the in-depth analyses of super bowl halftime shows that you never knew you needed my name is dan and i am joined virtually by my co-host sam sam how are you doing dan i'm pumped up oh sam i had to shout it because i'm so excited this was so good sam so good compared to last week i can't even hold it in sam theatrics are back They are back in the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't know what the future holds for us, but I know that it's back. This was sensational. Yeah, there's a reason why this is known as the best one, because it is the best one. Oh, man. I can't wait to talk. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Last week, it was 15 minutes. If you wanted longer, don't worry. We can make this longer if you want. We'll try to keep (laughs) it at our normal 30 to 40, but oh, it's so good. Before that, guys, please go ahead and click the link in the description for this one. This one is actually on Vimeo as of right now because um, couldn't find it on YouTube. This one, pretty high quality. I think it skips like once, but just stick with it. It has one little glitch in it, and then the beginning is like iMovie text of just like Prince halftime show. But other than that, it's pretty much the exact same. Yeah, so go ahead, watch that so that you can get a little bit of background. And this is one that we highly suggest watching. This one. Oh my goodness! If you don't want to, if you don't want to watch any of the other ones, stop listening to this now. Go watch it now, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. And if you'd like to get a little bit of background, I know that we just prefaced it saying that the last two weeks were pretty bad, but guys, go ahead, listen to our prior episodes, subscribe to us so that you can make sure that you're getting all of the upcoming ones that we're going to be talking about. But. Let's just jump right into it, Sam, because All right. we got to so, we got to hurry this up because we're going to be We here we got we got to go. We got I mean, we got to go, but I don't want to go. Before we even get to the first song, let's just talk about this intro that he has. With the yeah. like, we're talking about like a little Queen tribute here. That's sensational. Yeah. That is we awesome. We will rock you with like his own. Like they added in lightning sound effects, and like it was a own little like remix on it too. That just worked perfectly for. And then it. there was that smoke and fire around yeah. the stage. Not to oh mention my goodness. how the stage looked. The entire the entire stage was his symbol, and it lit up in fire the second the camera goes directly to it. And you're immediately just like, oh, my God, I am hype. And then he's slowly rising from the bottom of the stage up onto the stage. And, like, it's it's beautiful. It's a fantastic way to open up the halftime show. It's so much better than just, like, their normal announcing and then they're going on. It's better than the skits they used to do back in, like, 2001 or whatever. This was how you open it up. And they had the the fans run onto the stage, which I think also is a good move. 
always great you should all i am the, the more i'm watching this the more i'm really starting to think and even probably especially because of last week's i think the fans and their excitement always play a huge factor into it and seeing them run on is always like i think that's always great yeah so moving on to prince's first song that he actually sings oh no let's go Let's, Let's go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a great opening song. I thought that it included some great interaction with the fans. And it, again, like I will give credit to last week. We talked about how they led with a really good song where it was supposed to get everybody going. And yeah. it was kind of in the title. I think that here, this is another example of, hey, let's get crazy. Prince was Prince was like actually interacting with the crowd and letting them kind of sing parts of the song too while this was happening, which I think was a brilliant move. And the fact that it was raining and those dance and nobody was slipping, nobody fell. Everybody was worried that that was going to happen. Like I even watched a couple of the other behind the scenes videos. I read a couple of the oral histories on this just so I could really get my mindset for it and I could be ready. And essentially, everybody was so worried about the rain. It's like I said in the intro. They thought everything was going to go wrong. They were afraid he was going to slip and fall, and this was going to be a disaster. But Prince wanted it to rain more because he knew it was going to look cooler that way. The more it rained, the heavier it got down. He asked for it to rain more instead of having it like stop raining entirely. And everybody pulled it off. Nothing went wrong. Like, and Spoiler especially, alert. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and I mean, you even then see during this, uh, let's go crazy. He has his sweet guitar solo and is just killing it the entire time. Like what in, what in first starting song to get into this. This is so good that I had to go back and watch the beginning again. So I watched the first song and then I went back cause I wanted to see if he was lip syncing. It was that good. And I said, no, no he is not. This no. Is no, 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 no. He is giving the performance that everybody essentially at this point needs to see mm-hmm. because this game was known as like one of the most forgettable Super Bowl ha- or Super Bowl games between the Colts and the Bears but everybody remembers this halftime show so he gave something memorable during that night that the people just really needed and really wanted yeah and then i think that it was just a great way to start it out and then we transition into the second song and he brings out the marching band. Look me over. Tell me, do you like what you see? Hey, I got no money. But honey, I'm rich on personality. That yeah. got me pumped. I said, you yeah. know what? That was one of my favorite parts of past Super Bowl halftime performances. And I think that they did a really good job of not only having this band come out at this time, but they had them involved for the basically the whole halftime show, which yeah. is awesome. They were playing also into the instrumentals of the rest of the songs, essentially. Uh, and they were even like dancing along. They had lights on their uniforms so that you could see them. Like I thought that that was a really good move. I always think bringing out the band, much like you, I think that's a huge positive. It gets more people into it, and and I really community like that involvement. Absolutely. Uh, and then even the person that he was singing with, like she did a good job. The person that was in all white, like too, yeah. she, she did a really good job keeping it up with Prince. But I mean, of course it's Prince. He dominated the entire okay. thing. 
I think that it was great continued energy from the first song, and I think it, it went well. Yeah, it really kept everything moving in a nice momentum and a really good pace, and it didn't feel as though it was going on too long. It's like he knew exactly when to stop. And he goes directly from that to what's kind of a cover of Proud Mary by Bob Dylan. But that's sort of like where the band was sort of playing. And as he was transitioning, it was very short, much like MLK with U2. It was a small little transition to All Along the Watchtower. But before we skip over it, I'll say it. It might be my favorite song, the Proud Mary thing. Really? I really liked it. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Purple Rain is yeah. the best. But I really liked this. I thought that it was very involving of not only the people on stage with Prince, where it was the perfect balance, where it's like, it's not just Prince. Like, where we saw with Mick Jagger, there were people there, but you didn't really notice them unless they really tried to, like, focus on them. But here... Yeah. I feel like it's a perfect balance of, yeah, Prince is the star. Prince is there. He is dominating. But you also have the singer that was all in white there singing and keeping up with him. The two dancers who, by the way, were identical twins, which I yeah. thought that was that, that was almost my most laughable moment. But ultimately, I put it as something else. But they the have most twin laugh- dancers. At this point, when we're saying most laughable, we're saying like most la- laughable slash favorite moment. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And we just like that. And then the band was breaking it down. They were just getting after it. They were dancing. Yeah. And I and then I another really another the guitars energy. came out. Yeah. I like the energy. I like the um just everything about this performance, this song specifically. Even though it's short, I yeah. thought that, that was also good because this song is slow in the beginning and then it gets fast. And so Yeah. I thought that it was very good. I agree. I thought another really great job uh, that he did here. Um, I loved how I love how throughout the night he just kept bringing out more and more guitars. Yeah, like he started out. I think he started out with one that was kind of wooden, and then the second one was a blue guitar, and then the third one later on was like his symbol. And I really liked that. That was a nice touch. Nice, nice attention to detail right there. All along the watchtower. Prince has kept a view While the women came and wept Barefoot serpents too Moving on to, to the next song, All on the Watchtower. I thought that it was a perfect time to slow it down. If you're going to yeah. slow it down, do it now. Do and it although now. This song, the whole song wasn't super slow, I thought that it was just, it was just right. Yeah. Where it... Because something that I had an issue with with a lot of their performances is I feel like they go slow at the wrong time with Paul McCartney. Like I said, if you're going to slow it down, do it in the middle once people are already bought into it. I think do it in the middle or it has to be the like grand finale song, essentially. But again, you need to make sure that that song works to be your last song. And obviously... Everybody like you can you knew exactly that Purple Rain, his most popular song was going to be his last one, which, again, you got to make sure got to make sure it's one of the most popular, one of the two most popular 
and it can actually work with like how it's all going and flowing through so i i think i agree this was a great place to put all on the watchtower and he does a great job here but then dan we get to what i think was the best song of the night his cover of best of you Now, really? I as I've said in the past, I am a bit of a Foo Fighters head, as I like to call myself. Yeah, and I do like this song, but my God, I wish <laughs> I wish he released a full version of his cover of this. I thought that this was better than the original, and not only do I think that, but the band members of the Foo Fighters actually think that. <laughs> so here's a little backstory on how this was going down because I wanted to make sure that I wrote it down good. So apparently nobody from the band knew this was going to happen until they started watching the halftime performance. And everybody was really confused as to why he would want to cover this song. And they actually think that maybe this was a revenge of the how the Foo Fighters covered his song, Darling Nikki, which Prince famously did not like that cover. So they thought maybe this was revenge in a way to be like, hey, this is how you cover a song, not the way you did it. And even like the main band, the head of it, Dave Grohl, he says he will never play that song live again because Prince perfected it already. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Honestly, I did not know that that is sick, but yeah, what I did notice about this song is I'll be honest. I don't really know this song. Not a, not a big Foo Fighter fan myself. Um, yeah, but I, I noticed his guitar skills the entire time, and I'm I'm not a big Prince guy. I know a few of his Neither songs, and he did not sing any of the ones that I knew pretty well. Obviously, I know of Purple Rain, but I don't really know yeah. the words to it. I haven't really listened to it too much on my own. But that's what I would almost say really quickly. Like I just want to say that that's what I would almost say out of these artists that we've covered so far in their shows. In terms of songs I know, I would say Prince is without a doubt in, like, the bottom half. Like, I probably know the least amount of Prince songs out of the people that we've covered so far. And yet he still just killed it entirely. That just goes to show how it almost doesn't matter about the music itself, just how the performance is to show how good it can be. Yeah, and like I was saying, I don't, I didn't really know any Prince songs that he performed other than Purple Rain I, I had known it but the thing is I didn't realize how good of a guitarist he was until this moment it really set in and I yeah. was like you know what this guy is fantastic because a lot of the songs that I know I know like I Would Die For You and Kiss those aren't super guitar heavy I don't think and yeah. so to me it didn't really click until I saw this performance and I was like wow that is it, that is awesome, but I think, even I think ahead, like you, you were ahead. just saying, covers are also not a bad way to go. I think that we've seen that where a lot of us have liked the cover songs that people have done, and I think that here, Prince is the perfect example of. He didn't sing all of his songs. I'm pretty sure he actually sang more covers he, than he did of his own songs. Yeah, he only sang three of his actual songs. Then everything else was a cover. 
Yeah, like and there he were even, six or seven songs. He even before, um, like when he was meeting with the NFL executives or like the people that were coming together to coordinate this, they rewatched the past halftime shows together and he was like this is what i like about this this is what i don't like about this here's how we're going to change this this is what i want to do and then after they were done watching and discussing he took them into like his practice area and essentially just played for them like the full set of what he would want to do and they were even they were like i'm not sure about cover songs and he's just like nah baby it's gonna work so he knew exactly like what like what to do and how it was all going to come together and he was just adamant. He, the only thing I think it said was they weren't sure which Foo Fighters song to cover. <laughs> so <laughs> he was adamant about having a Foo Fighters song. So I'm on the side that it was definitely for revenge. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> Hashtag team revenge. Hashtag team Prince. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, almost like how you're saying that you didn't know how good of a guitarist he is. I'm not like neither of us are Prince fans. So when he did tragically die in 2016, I wasn't very connected to it because I didn't know much of his music. But after seeing this, I can kind of understand why so many people like were upset and because of how gifted and how talented he was, because I just blatantly didn't know until watching this that I realized how much he could do. So that was another like big revelation that I had while watching this. Yeah, and a big thing for me is um, I was I was doing a little bit of research on him just because I wanted to learn a little bit more about him before this episode. And a lot of people say that he's like one of the best talents of his generation, which I didn't yeah. realize. So was he – Do you, you might not even know this, but was he like Michael Jackson era? Yeah, he was 80s and 90s. And I even know he had his own movie of Purple Rain. And he did some of the songs to like the original 1989 Batman movie. I know that. Hmm. But he was like 80s, 90s, Michael Jackson era, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is a guy who definitely is super talented. And this song really showed his talent to me. But, I mean, we got to move on to the final, like, best performance. Before we do because I forgot to bring this up during We Will Rock You. Do you think um, if Freddie Mercury hadn't died that Queen probably would have been been one of these uh, dad rock era bands? <laughs> Do you think that's a possibility? Yes. yes. I think that they would have been fools not to. I would even go out on a limb and to say, because I know Queen, when Bohemian Rhapsody came out, they did like a mini tour, I want to say, with like Adam Lambert as their lead singer. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that because of what had happened with the JLo and Shakira stuff. And maybe they were a band or journey near future or journey. Yeah. Even journey. So we're just slowly going to list on that. So kind of transitioning into Purple Rain, I mean, everybody knew. You could, I could just tell from the moment that it started, I said, oh boy, this is it. This is the big one. And Prince knew, yeah. Prince knew that this was going to be the big one. You can just see it on his face right before they just set off all the fireworks and stuff. And yeah. the music starts and, oh, dude, I don't really know this song. 
this was a borderline religious experience. <laughs> it was just wow. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, this is why he wanted it to rain. And especially because the purple lights shining off of the rain, like, that's perfection right there at its best. That's yeah. just how you do it. Like, people even would ask, like, some of the friends of the coordinators and producers, they would ask them, how many gallons of water did it take to make that rain effect? And they were like, no, that was actual rain. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, that's how much, like, people thought, oh, maybe this was planned out. But no, it was just a, it was a gift from God right there, just allowing <laughs> this to happen. Yeah, based perfectly. off of how badly the last couple have been, he said, <laughs> let's, let's do this thing. He said, let's turn this up a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... I think that the fireworks were good. I think and of that course. the purple effect was good, like you just said. And I thought and that the course. sheet yes. was sick. Right when he's like, let me play this guitar for you. And then just the sheet comes up and that shadow effect on it, making him look ginormous. Because here's it the was... thing. Both you and I don't really know this song too well. Would you agree yeah. with that? I would agree with that. The fact that we are loving this goes to show that the theatrics here are what really made this song in this performance. Because, again, if he was just up there playing his guitar, it would be totally fine. It would be really good. But the yeah. fact that they had all these things and it was just, pardon my pun here, the perfect storm yeah. of just everything that was happening, I just thought that it was awesome. And I loved the lights that all the fans had. And honestly, they might've had it the entire time, but I didn't notice it until this because yeah. he, there was just one shot of him where it was just him. And you could see the entire crowd or at least like half the stadium. They all had the yeah. lights. It was and sick. even the band, like they had lights on their uh, uniforms too, which was pretty cool. And of course they turned purple right when uh purple rain came on, which was just perfect. And you can see when they do those crowd shots, and everybody singing along, they're all just like, this is the best live concert I've ever been to. Nothing will top this. You can just see that on their face. And that's the difference, right? That's the difference between last week's and this week was this one 100% was more catered toward the audience at home. It had yeah. all the theatrics. It had everything. But that being said, the people there are sitting there in the rain at a, would you say that this was a terrible Super Bowl? Or yeah, at least an at unforgettable a, one. Or I'm a, sorry, a forgettable one. Yeah, a relatively forgettable one. And so these people are sitting in the rain. They're like, they have to be miserable. They just paid all this money for these Super Bowl tickets for just to rain. Yeah. But now it's raining and they are having the time of their lives, I bet, because this performance was just that good. Yeah. And so you it's, can experience it live and it still be awesome. But there's a difference it's, between catering it toward the live audience and catering it toward the people at home. Yeah. And Prince, again, it's like it's like I was saying, he knew exactly what to do to make it the best for the audience. Like, he knew, we got to do this. We can't do that. I don't like how you guys did this during this halftime show. Like, he knew exactly what would and wouldn't work during this entire thing. Exactly. He took a lot of care into this because he knew he wanted this to be the thing they talked about. Even if the Super Bowl itself was a really good one, he still wanted this to top that. Like, that's how much effort he put into it. I'd agree with that. And, I mean, I'm just going to jump the gun here and say my best moment 
of this entire show was when he threw down the microphone at the very end. That was that. Uh, oh my goodness. Like that gave me borderline chills. That, that was pretty awesome. I agree with that too. I thought that that was like, that's the way you, uh, that's the way you end a halftime show is and just the with crowd, down the microphone. The crowd was singing loud enough that you could hear and make it out. And that it was awesome. Everybody was getting into it. I loved it over. I, I mean, it's really you can only say good things about this uh yeah, than, I, I honestly could not say a single bad thing other than yeah. maybe i wish that he had played kiss and i would die for you yeah but so, even those i feel like they just wouldn't fit correctly with what he was going he was going very guitar heavy and i don't know if those songs would have really fit yeah. in well to me maybe a full length version of uh his cover of best of you but i'm sure the pacing So basically been way off. your issue is that there was not enough of it. <laughs> there was not there was not enough of a foo fighters song that he did better that's my small but it's not even an issue because that no. would have made it worse cuz the pacing would have been all off so Correct. don't listen to me on this one i think that but... this was this was phenomenal i think that both of our critiques if you can even say that are terrible critiques because yeah Again, there, so, we would have issues with them if they were in the show. This, yeah, overall, this is goaty. This, <laughs> this, is, this is the best. I really, I don't know which one is going to top this. In my, in my, From my memory to what I know is coming in the future, I genuinely can't think of what it can be. There might be one or two, but I'm just unable to think of it right now. Now, here's still, what I will say. What? I will say that this, in my opinion is undoubtedly the best that we've seen and more than likely what we are going to see in yes. terms of theatrics, in terms of everything. But I don't know if it's going to end up being my favorite when all is said and done. Because, okay. I mean, we got it. We still have, we still have Black Eyed Peas. We still have J-Lo and Shakira. They are hilarious. Black Eyed Peas, Beyonce, Katy Perry. Bruno They're hilarious. We do, we do have a lot. We have a lot. It's going to get coming. funny is the thing. It's going to get a lot funnier. Here, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Here's and what so I'll say. for us, that might drive them to be our favorite, but maybe not the best per se. What I'm going to say, yes, I will agree on that. What I will say is that there is still a lot ahead. So if I consider one to be as good as Prince, then that should show how high praise I'm getting it to be. Right. So even, even this is, is there, yeah this is even above u2's in my mind because as much as i thought that that was good that also did have the message behind it which is why i always give that an asterisk right so this didn't need a message to be good and that's why it's so great right and i'd say that it, it is undoubtedly number one but like in football they do for the hat for the actual super bowl we have our mvps it's prince it's i mean prince. we don't need to we, yeah we we this is no surprise can't, can't be anybody else <laughs> I think we said it both five times each during this entire thing was just, yeah, he did the best. He yeah. was great. Um, what was your best and most laughable moment, Sam? Uh, I mean, man, you you said the mic throw at the very end. That was kind of my favorite. Also, how he just like threw it down on the ground. That was probably my most laughable moment. So I'd give it to that. Best moment to me is uh, when the lights of Purple Rain came on. Best song was Best of You. Pretty much every single song has one thing that I think is the best blank about the show. Yeah, for sure. This is so. just, this is hands down a phenomenal performance. This is just 
Two ninety degree thumbs up. Yeah, easily. I I mean I don't disagree here. Of course, there's still room for for somebody to maybe take that spot, but that's gonna be yeah. real real hard. And it's it, tough competition. And honestly, I don't think it's gonna be because they did a better job. I think it's just gonna come down to our personal preferences and saying that yeah. oh this was my favorite because I knew every single song that they did and. It was good. Yeah, it's it's going to get very nitpicky to the point where if somebody wanted to argue with me, I'd be like, you don't need to argue. I can understand your points are valid. So Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is just... Guys, at this point, if you've listened to this whole thing and you haven't watched the video associated with it, you need to well, watch the video associated. Well, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, this is the one. If you're going to watch one, watch this one. It is It is very, very good. And... I mean, like we said, it's the theatrics that I think really make it. And that's what we've been missing because the music was good. The music was great, in fact. Even though I didn't know 75% of the songs, yeah, I still enjoyed it. And I mean, I could still get down with it. But the theatrics are what made it. It's what made me want to visually watch it. Not just listen, yeah. visually watch it. Which is exactly. something that we've been missing from the last two. And I think that that's, that's the biggest difference. And I think that Prince, I wish that we could get him on this show because he would. I wish we could agree. get any of these people on this show. That would I mean, actually would say, be. Could you imagine just having Mick Jagger on there after? Oh, my goodness. We're like, yeah, your performance kind of sucked. <laughs> We'd be like, listen, your performance was terrible. Well, let's talk about the Justin Timberlake show in 2015 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's skip ahead. Like, uh, let's go to let's go to when we have him on later on in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. of course I would take that. Duh. <laughs> so I mean, that would be. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to uh, start reaching out to some agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get but, us uh, Twitter hashtag trending, and then they'll see us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that about does it for us. I mean, we both. This is top for me. I think you yeah, also top. said it's top for you. I'm. There's nothing more that we can say about it other than go and watch it if you haven't. Honestly, yeah. I might go back and watch it again. <laughs> I watched it three times before we did this podcast. So, oh, well. Not all of us can be as devoted as you, Sam. But <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't let's matter. Go. Yeah, let's, let's do the closing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please, if you haven't already, consider subscribing so that you can get this content. Um, we're going to be trying to create shows every week for you the best we can. Um, if you haven't already, go back and listen to some of our older ones. I suggest highly that you listen to the one with Janet Jackson. That's probably our second best episode, or at least the one <laughs> that we've been second most excited about, because yeah. I'd say that this the, one... Oh. The more excited and longer it is, I think they're probably better episodes. Uh, but I mean, just listen to all of them. We want those views. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But... Uh, other than that, thank you guys so much. Sam, who do we have this upcoming week? So next week, we have Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which they've got a great set list. I don't think they're going to be as high theatrics, but you know what? They've got pretty good music. so uh, uh, They might be breaking my heart because it's <laughs> not going to be as good as Prince. No, well, we can't expect any of these to be as good as Prince. <sighs> That's the thing. We need to we need to lower our expectations now. Now that we've seen what's probably the best, uh, just like uh, Dwayne Johnson in the Tooth Fairy says, lower your expectations. Yeah.